Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and with me, as always, is the amazing Roxy Stryer. Hi, Roxy. Hi, DJ. How are you doing, DJ? You always ask me first. I'm cutting in. Cutting in. You know what? So far, so good. Whoa. How are you doing? So far, so good. Well, you had a big weekend last weekend. You had your big, I want to say the word telephone, but that's not technically what it was. Marathon. But that's We called it a whirl-a-thon. There you go. So I wasn't too, it was an, it was an a thon. It was a th- an a thon. Yes. Hmm. Not Eddie thon. No. Poor Eddie Thon. Listen, everybody, even Tommy Merlin got to come back for at least one cameo season. Eddie Thon is dead to us. <laughs> yeah. Dead, dead, dead as a doornail. Why do you think that's an expression? Um, I'm sure there's a reason. <laughs> what, what happened? To, what, and also, just to be 100% honest with you, DJ, yeah. what is a doornail? Great question. It is... <clears throat> the nails that attach the uh, the hinge on the door is the doornail. Is the doornail? You're and welcome. I would say that is an inanimate object, so it is indeed dead. It is dead. Don't look up whether that's where it comes from. There's no way to know. We're just gonna have to take my word for it. Yep. Well, you were around during the expression creation. I am older than you think. <laughs> oh, I'm, wow. I'm an old soul. I think it's safe to say I'm an old soul. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we did. We had the Worldathon. It was great. Thank you. Um, we we raised a lot of money for the National Domestic Violence Hotline, yeah. and um, did a lot of great stuff and, and had some laughs while doing it. So uh, it was it was a blast. And I, it feels like it was yesterday, but I guess it was a week or five days ago at this point. What is time? Yeah, time it's, is weird. time is a doornail. <laughs> time is a doornail. If for anybody that missed the world fun, is there any way that they can go revisit it or not? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is a seven hour stream that is live Ooh. that is available on YouTube for all eternity. Uh, it actually is too long for us to make it a full podcast. So we're trying to break it up into parts. And that will be available also, but it's just on youtube.com slash the world girls. And if you missed it and you still want to support, then you can make sure that you donate directly to the hotline. Uh, It's just the hotline.org and they could really use your support, especially during this time where uh, just domestic violence is through the effing roof because people have not been able to leave their homes. And so they've, they're an incredible organization. You know me, DJ. I'm like one of those researching nuts. Yeah. And so uh, I like to know exactly where my money's going to. And Good. they, they're they really, really wonderful about it and their transparency of what they do. So they really help provide safe spaces for people to get out of really toxic, messy situations. And I'm a big, big fan of what they do. So not the fact that they have to do it, but that they do do it. So yeah. that's a, they're a great organization in case you missed it and you want to support well, I really appreciate you taking the time to do the research because that's always something that stresses me out when it comes yeah, to giving. Um, yeah, because it, it is tough. And I will say, you know, seven hours seems like a lot. But I do know one of our listeners that may or may not be in the chat today has watched the Snyder Cut repeatedly. So seven hours. What's repeatedly. Uh, we had our, for those that don't know, on patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Um, one of our tiers allows you to be a part of a monthly chat with um, some of our, with me and some of our listeners. And it's a, it's an amazing group of people. And I always look forward to it. Um, and the way they phrased it, that by the time we had done that call last weekend, uh, they had watched it 
like two or three times. You can. Wow, con- wow. I, I know you're in the chat. You can correct me in the chat. And I believe, I'm not going to call you out, but I believe he's also watched uh, Justice is Gray. So what I'm saying is that seven hours seems like a lot, but if you've sat, for those that have sat through Snyder Cut a couple of times, you're well past it at this point. <laughs> at this point, hey, yeah, I mean, it's less than twice. See? It's less than twice. Uh, it was, yeah, the Snyder Cut is something that I really liked, but will not be watching on repeat. I will say when I was doing like my review with my co-host for DC Movie News, Mike Kalinowski, by the time we did our review, which was like, Less than 24 hours after it dropped, he had seen it three times. And I was like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. What is happening? Well, he's like, well, the first time I had to watch it straight through. And then the second time I obviously watched it in chunks. And then the third time I just went back to watch some of the scenes that I liked and just ended up watching the whole thing. And I was like, you are (laughs) sick and twisted, my friend. Sick and bad. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and also, I will say that the the listener in the chat has uh, apparently watched the World of Fawn and was a big fan. So, but but any, to anybody else, again, that if you if you've watched Snyder Cut on multiple viewings, one, God bless you. Uh, two, uh, go mix check it out. Up. Huh? Yeah, mix, mix it up. up. Hey, listen, mix it up. There's you know that there's other things. Um, so speaking of other things, this week um, we are talking. We were actually answering your questions when Roxy and I were planning out the show. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Godzilla versus Kong, but that um, uh, is delayed to next week. So next week's episode is going to be talking about that, which I'm very much looking forward to. So this week, we are going to be answering your questions. A lot of our listeners on the Discord, which again, you can ask access through patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers, um, sent us some really interesting questions. So I wanted to tackle those with Roxy. If you're watching the show live, which again, you can do at patreon.com com slash only stupid answers i'm like those ads just bludgeon you with the fucking url like here's where you go um no it's good um you can uh, we are going to be talking about the suicide squad trailer we are going to be talking about uh dc casting news we are going to be talking about uh the mighty ducks game changers which i'm surprisingly looking forward to uh I, not i like those movies i just didn't I, I didn't expect to enjoy that as much as i did i guess spoiler alert for my thoughts on the show anyway um we're gonna be talking about all those but before we do i'd like to take a second for those that listen on Spotify, you are able to ask us questions. Um, uh, and last week's question, it's literally on the episode. You can just click on it and ask the question uh, or answer a question. Excuse me. We ask the questions you answer. And the question this past week was, would you like to see more of the Snyderverse? Uh, the Mo Man 96 says, despite enjoying the Snyder cut, the epilogue and reading his plans for the future films made me glad that, glad that he probably isn't making any more DC films. Um, mm. Caleb Kaiser says, I wouldn't mind, but I'm unsure I want it in film version. I would love a comic to finish the story. Animated would be cool, but I feel like if they do a, a watchable medium, they would just go to film slash HBO Max. And Christopher Infanon says, totally, maybe not so much direct sequels to the Snyder Cut, but the D- DCEU should take it into continuity as opposed to the theatrical cut. I think the only big difference there would be that Cyborg's dad is dead in the spoilers for Snyder Cut uh, in that version, and he's not in the um, one that came out in 2017, which does feel like a weird, tr- considering Cyborg has one supporting character, that you're going to kill him off before he, wh- what at the time was supposed to be his first solo film. Well, on this, he had a mom too, but yeah, she, she'd be gone too. Yep, yep. Uh, we killed off both his parents in that movie. Also, because you cannot be a princess if you are not an orphan. We know this, DJ. So how else is Cyborg supposed to become a Disney princess? These are the questions we need answers to who is your favorite disney princess 
Cyborg. Cyborg. Duh. Um, we also, you can also review the show on iTunes, which is amazingly helpful. And we've got some really cool reviews here. This one from Connor. Um, my favorite nerdy friends. Only Stupid Answers has been one of my favorite podcasts for years now. DJ and Roxy are so good at breaking down my favorite things and engaging their community with earnestness and fun. Whether you're a seasoned nerd, TV movie veteran, or just want to learn more, this is the podcast for you. That was a great review. Thank you so much. Really nice. Yeah. Uh, we got Danny Joe Rowe, 25. I love it. I constantly find myself agreeing with DJ's opinions, and I'm always relieved slash comforted when at least one other person agrees with me. But honestly, I love the differing opinions, and I listen every week to hear about beautiful new things like Infinity Train, great show, or even Superman and Lois, really good show, um, or the uh, or to reaffirm. I'm not crazy about my critiques of things like the Snyder Cut or anything else. Thank you. I love DJ and Roxy, and I love and miss Sam. Um, Sam uh, loves and misses you all as well. Um, and this one from Echo Spider, who may or may not be in the live chat today. Uh, he, mm-hmm. is. he is. Uh, uh, love this new iteration of the OSA show. Roxy and DJ really complement each other. This new iteration of the show is amazing. The exclusive Patreon content really adds a uh, really adds a while new layer but you can definitely have a great time with the podcast moist little ears forever thank you danny really appreciate that um great reviews please keep them coming this is it's very helpful for for the show and we love it it makes us feel good here's the thing if you guys are listening and you haven't done a review yet you just saw firsthand all the cool kids are doing it so i mean if that's not enough for you to right now, while you're listening, say, I want to be a cool kid too. My ears are moist as well. I have little ears, they are moist, and I'm a cool kid. I'm going to write this review because that's what cool kid moist ears little boy do. Exactly. People. Now let's talk about, obviously, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is taking up a lot of, you know, uh, airtime on shows like this, but Disney did have another show that dropped this week. Um, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, uh, which I'm is so happy you told me to watch this DJ. Yeah, I didn't know. I saw reviews starting to pop up. I didn't know it was dropping this week. I don't know about you, Roxy. I have a lot of affection for those movies from when I was a yeah, kid. I don't. I haven't watched them in a long time, but I, when I was a kid, I remember really liking them. Yeah, really loving them. I'm actually a pretty big Emilio Estevez fan. I, I just watched uh, Repo Man last night uh, again. He's great in that. That's one of his earlier roles. Um, I remember liking him a lot in, in the Mighty Ducks movies and going in though, I was nervous cause it's like, oh, it's a Disney family comedy. I was charmed. I was very charmed. It was so charming that I'm not surprised you were charmed. Mm-hmm. This episode was freaking adorable. I'm a big Gilmore girls fan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was really nice to see Graham, Lindsay. No, Mm-mm. I don't know if I'll be able to help you with this one. Graham, hold on. Hold on. Graham, Graham. Oh my God, DJ. I feel I'm, like somehow this is my fault, but uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Lauren, Lauren Graham? Lauren Graham. I just can't handle what I've done today. Mm-hmm. I can't handle well, it. Well, listen, in our defense, we did have to stay up late to watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Lauren Graham, I'm so sorry I called you Lindsey Graham. Mm-hmm. It's so mean. It is that it, yeah. You are, but... you are so wonderful, Lauren mm-hmm. Graham. 
I love I love Gilmore Girls. I love Lorelai. That's what the character she's most famous for playing. Obviously, yeah. I like her in Bad Santa also. But she is really she's a really really grounded actress yeah. who makes this make sense. And like you can see, single parent raising kid at work struggling to figure out the best way to be the best mom she can, but really gives a shit. I think yeah. that that's something very, very relatable. I like the premise. I don't want to give too many spoilers because I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen it, Yeah. but I like how we're getting reacclimated with hockey. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the, the catalyst for how we're going about everything. I think it's very re- realistic that in today's day and age, just even when you and I DJ were coming up, we it was the amount of pressure on children was just so fucking ludicrous yeah. and if you're not uh if you're not a prodigy by the age of 10 then you're a failure and that that feeling i don't know if you had that as well but i grew up in a and i i know dj you were homeschooled so i'd be yeah. curious to hear but i grew up at, at a in public school but in a very very scholastic town city yeah. that was like really really cared about uh, being successful and smart and getting good grades and and having extracurriculars and you had to go to college and you needed a tutor and if you didn't do well on your tests then you would never succeed in anything starting from when I was like a child yeah. and it was just too much yeah. and so watching that some of these characters are freaking adorable too yeah podcast kids honestly yeah podcast kids great it's <laughs> yeah. great and one of the girls who was a bully she wore a pink scrunchie in her hair and a green sweatshirt. And then I wore a pink scrunchie in my hair and a green sweatshirt. Boom. So that I was really into this. I, I'm going to actually watch this show. Yeah. And, and that's wild to me. Like, like I kind of expect, you know, I expect her to watch the first episode and be, Oh, this is fine. You know, it's not meant for me. And it's like, actually, this is really, it's, it's charming. The kids are likable and it's, it's just so hard to get. Like, it feels like it's hard to get kids to, to be, this good like it's just like it's this likable like i think when when people are writing stuff for kids they always kind of dumb it down and this doesn't and it, and it gives you good like again it helps talking about the stuff we were talking about earlier it helps you understand these kids personalities how they fit into the dynamic um uh i'm a big fan of the coach um that the bad coach that from the beginning he's from letter kenny uh and so his big appearance Did like you not think that he looks exactly like <sighs> Kurt Russell's kid. Oh, the Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. They're on the. Yeah. We were just talking about for an hour of the show, mm-hmm. Roxy. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely. Like, and, and I, but I, and I, I agree with you. I like this, like, this kind of trying to take the gas off a little because there, it's a weird thing because it's like. You know, if you, I like that she pointed out, like, listen, the odds of any of these kids competing professionally is not great. Uh, so maybe all this pressure we're putting on them is also not great. And it's like, yeah, to to compete at that level as as you know, if you're going to Olympics or whatever, people kids are put through that. I would, I do think there's worth arguing. Like, is that worth it? Or may, maybe we all need to calm down as a society. But hey, listen, nobody's asking me. Um, but I do like that, you know, these kids are experiencing injuries at a young age. It's like, yeah, let's dial it back. And of course the return of Emilio Estevez as, as, as Gordon Bombay. And of course, like, where are you going to start him? He now he hates hockey. He doesn't want to do a team. Like we've got to build that arc in there, but I'm, I'm here for it. And I, and I am probably also going to keep watching it. And, and if I'm being honest, that surprises me. That surprises me. Me too. Me too. I had no intention. You texted me. Are you going to watch the show? And I said, 
no. Mm-hmm. And then, and then last night I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then it was there, and I wasn't tired yet, and mm-hmm. I was like, I mm-hmm. so that I can just talk to DJ about it. Why not click on this? Yep. And then I was like, Am I gonna watch? Am I gonna watch this show? Is this? Oh my, my god! I'm gonna show? watch. I'm gonna watch the show. This is so weird. It's also cool because it does seem like family friendly and cute. It's you know, yeah. in, in a world in which we're doing a lot of things recently, like Cobra Kai. Yeah. This this is not that. No, it is interesting. It takes a lot of like. I, I, if you told me that the creators behind the show had not watched Cobra Kai, I would call you a liar. Um, but it is tonally very different, and I yes. think it's cool yes. that. Um, I always find it very impressive when creators are able to make something that is age appropriate kids can watch this it's entertaining but like the fact as a grown adult i don't want to like turn it off uh, turn it off or like whatever i think that's really that i'm also engaged by it as well i think um it's really cool so leonard kim in the chat says if i never if we never saw the movie will we be lost and confused watching the show i don't think so i think you can go definitely not yeah you can go on cold, although I'm probably going to rewatch at least the first two movies. So maybe I'll, you can also do, I don't know if those are on Disney Plus, but I would be shocked if they're not. Um, but that would be weird. Yeah, because I've got the show. Um, I'm probably going to rewatch them and I remember liking them. So maybe do that. But you definitely don't need to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. This was good. I, re- I recommend this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. <laughs> it was really, it was really, really enjoyable. Yeah. Listen, I thoroughly enjoyed. I enjoyed my time every second of watching it. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> do it." Uh, yeah, Disney Plus is more than just the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows. There's other totally. nostalgia to mine. <laughs> totally. The other question is: Is the animated Mighty Ducks show on there, where the ducks were anthropomorphized duck aliens fighting evil? This we don't know. We have I mean, to find out. Is, There's no way to find out. We're gonna have to question. whatever. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Speaking of questions, mm. our audience had questions for us and we might have answers. So it's possible. Let's go in there. I don't think I put these in any particular order. So let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just do it. Um, All right. So Brenda asks, and for we, this is part of the Discord, patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Again, like I said at the top of the episode, we didn't really have a topic. We were going to talk about Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, we didn't have that. So you guys sent us questions to, to answer. So we're going to dive into those. Um, Brenda asks, I'd love to hear the wildest MCU slash DCEU slash Star Wars, whatever else, headcanon or theory you've heard. Because there are so many. Obviously, I feel like this question is inspired by all the theories from WandaVision that ended up not mattering uh, at all. Is there, Roxy, is there a piece of like fan theory or when you were part of like covering one of these fan shows, you saw a theory and you're like, oh, that's insane. (laughs) So I feel like I am a theorist. So, (laughs) you know, I throw out bizarro shit all the time. And because of that, I look into bizarre things all the time, too. Like, I'm the first person to take to Twitter or, like, to Reddit or whatever it is. 
I'm not as good at Reddit, but because mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to know what people are thinking. Reddit's a scarier place. Yeah, it's, I, it's <laughs> hard to navigate for your girl rocks. Uh, but I, I love to hear theories. As long as people are okay being wrong yeah. and knowing that it's just kind of fun sometimes to theorize. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, there's no fan theory that's too obscure for me. Obviously, my main fandom is DC. I've done DC coverage for the last seven years in a very, very uh, all on top of it all mm-hmm. the time kind of way. And when you do a show called DC Movie News and for the first three years you're doing the show, there is not one single movie that comes out. <laughs> you have to talk about fan theories because yes. you got you got to fill that time. So I'm 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 a big fan theory person, but I I don't know about the wildest one. Some a couple of them that have that really stuck with me, I guess, um, or more so than that. That I was like, huh, what exactly is going on here? Uh, okay, this one I liked that Dr. Poison was the person who cr- ended up creating the venom that Bane uses. Oh, Have cool. Heard this theory? No, I've not heard <laughs> it, but that's a good idea. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I always really liked that because I actually like Dr. Poison. I know that people had some, some mixed opinions, mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah, I thought that Dr. Poison was dope. I thought Dr. Poison was doper than the general. Yeah. Uh, even, even though they were both fine, but, I I love this movie. I love Wonder Woman. And I think the fact that that gas uh, then transforms into what the the serum that Bane uses yeah. is kind of a cool theory, even though in this iteration, we don't even have a Bane. <laughs> Not yet. But, but I like that one a lot. A lot of people I remember yelling at me for a long time because my one of my least favorite things that's ever taken place in the DCEU is the Martha moment. I really struggle with the Martha moment. And a lot of people have theorized that even though Flash says Lois is the key, that Martha is the key. Oh, I feel like the Snyder Cut probably put that one to bed. I mean, but the Snyder Cut doesn't mean anything, though. It's true. And I don't mean, oh, my God, don't clip that out. (laughs) The Snyder Cut means everything. I just mean Roxy. Like, Roxy knows that when I promote these shows, I like to pull a clip, and she's like, "Don't! That's not the one. Not <laughs> that one. Not, not that, that one. one." No, I tried to be. I tried. If I'm being honest, when we did the Snyder ones, I tried to be very careful about which one I picked. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just mean that the Snyder cut does not, as far as continuity goes, that our future. Yeah. yeah. So there because was a lot I know of there's a lot about Martha's like involvement and what, and and that 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 was a seed that was planted for something to later on happen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, as far as fan wildest ones, I always thought, you know, obviously game of Thrones was a show that generated a lot of theories. The, the one I like to make the most fun of was the idea that the night King was brand. Cause their noses were similar. It's like, Oh, <laughs> oh you all need to, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not that your, into that one. Yeah. Prepare, prepare yourself to possibly be disappointed is all I'm going to say about that. Um, that might not be the direction the showrunners are going. Um, I think a fan theory going outside of that stuff, one that I like that, that I have internalized that of like, Oh, that's, that's just the way this is now um, is the Pulp Fiction um, Reservoir Dogs connection. Because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, at one point um, Quentin Tarantino wanted to make a double V Vega movie that had the two Vega characters played by Michael Madsen and John Travolta respectively together. And of course, at this point, the actors are too old for that to happen. Um, but knowing that the, in that 
world they were supposed to be connected, I like to imagine the briefcase in Pulp Fiction is the briefcase of diamonds from Reservoir Dogs. Like in, in my mind, that's that's just the way the way things are. Because why not? Yeah, that's just that is the truth, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, change the story at all. I think the wildest. I don't even know if it's a fan theory. But my wildest theory about something that I haven't heard anybody else. So you're the fan. I am the I am the one fan. Have I told you about my theory about Inception? Because I feel like I might have brought it up before. So maybe what is it? You know, a lot of people speculate. You know, with the top at the end of the movie, is he is he in a dream? My theory is that the entire movie is a dream. The dream machines are dream. The whole literally the entire scenario of people going into dreams is a dream by a guy that possibly lost his wife and he's on a train or he lost his wife on a train. And so he dreamed a dream where people can go into dreams uh, because there's certain scenes that are supposed to be reality that play out kind of dream. Like when, like when he's on a chase and the walls are kind of like angled at a sense where he's feeling crushed. Like there's so many elements of the dream that are theoretically supposed to be reality, but play out dreamlike. So, that we are in a world where dream machines don't exist. I don't know exist. how I feel about it all being a dream. Yeah, I think, the, I think the whole thing is somebody just processing his loss in a dream that plays out like a sci-fi Christopher Nolan thriller. <laughs> that's, that's my wild uh, fan theory. We have another question here um, from Ryan C. McCoy. What movie would you want to see the full extended cut of? So obviously we got the Snyder cut. Is there um, release the air cut? <laughs> is that your one? Is that is that the hill you want to? No, I just I just think that's the hill right now. That is the hill right now. And I and while I'm interested because because I I liked parts of Suicide Squad. That Suicide Squad. My reaction to Suicide Squad is the same as you for the 2017 Justice League, where it's like I enjoyed it when I watched it, and then yeah. I rewatched it, and I was like, hmm. Um, However, have you seen, for people that want that, have you seen other David Ayer movies? I would like to argue that there's not a lot of evidence that Suicide Squad would be that much better than what we got based on uh, prior movies from that director. (laughs) Not necessarily ones he wrote, because I do enjoy Training Day, but ones that he also directed. (laughs) Well, I just don't know. I don't know. I think that... I wish there was no such thing as a director's cut because I wish that the directors were the ones that it was their cut. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> the I fact do. that studios are the ones that it's their cut as a creator makes me kind of die a little bit inside. Yeah. But yes. Um, I'm trying to think of any, uh, like any kind of like action movie that I feel like needs to be fleshed out more or, any yeah. movie that I was like that, that could have. Uh, I really didn't like the ending of Annihilation, but that feels like a, a different cut wouldn't have really helped me. Yeah, that, Annihilation is an interesting one. You know what? I have a lot of the same feeling about that creator whose name has left my brain because we're not doing great with names today. No, because we you don't watch, care about names anymore. Did you watch his show Devs on FX? No, I didn't. But you told me that it was great. I thought it. It, it was really great. Until the end. And that is how, oh. because that same creator did Annihilation. He did Ex Machina. And I have the Alex same. Alex Garland. Yeah. I have the same feeling about all his movies. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And then the end happens and you're like, oh, okay. It's fine. And not that the endings are bad. They just, he presents so many big, 
crazy ideas and then the endings are just endings they're just like typical movie endings and it's like and it kind of seems to brush aside a lot of the bigger ideas that are that are introduced however a lot of people have said that he is despite the fact not being that he's not the credited director of dread uh that he was the one director of dread and i love that movie so you know if that's the case then that's the outlier there what about fan four fan four stick oh my god could we get the the director's cut a fan four stick. Oh my God. What a, I would is watch that it. the answer? I would watch, I, is that the answer? I, um, but that's the thing is like, I, again, I don't know that it would actually be a better movie. You know what I mean? Like it would be, although how could it be worse? Um, it's surprising that he's not making a campaign for that. Like I would, you know, granted, Grant, Zach Morris, Zach, Zach Morrison, Zach Snyder has cultivated this fan base since the 300 days. Um, I don't think Josh Trank has that kind of pull, but I'd at least try. I'd at least try. I know people have talked about um, there's a movie um, starring Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne called Event Horizon. It's a sci-fi horror that apparently, if I remember correctly, there's like a, a mysterious like a cut so graphic that they couldn't release it as an R rating. So it just it ceased to, they just got you rid like of it. That violence. You I, like it's that not violence, like, right? I, I don't, it's not necessarily about that. It, it's actually interesting. I had a conversation, uh, or I guess Hector Navarro was having a conversation that I weighed in on, on Twitter. And I think I do like violence, but I do think there's a place for it. I do think the violence in considering it's the justice league, I think the violence in the Snyder cut is excessive and I don't know if I like the idea of um our live action Justice League being R rated like cuz cuz I I there are room for these characters to be used in adult stories but they are meant for younger audiences that's their their aspirational characters and I, th- I think Marvel has done a good job of again making it so like yes these movies cater to an older audience but for the most part younger audience members can watch it and enjoy it um, and I, and I, with superhero with guys that dress up like bats and, and women that are literal goddesses that may or may not be made of clay. I think it's important that you let the kids in on that one. I think saying like, these are for adults only. If this guy dressing up as a bat and throwing around bat shaped, uh, uh, shuriken is for adults. It's like, that's silly. That's, you know what I mean? Like it should be accessible. So yes, I do like violence. In the right, but anyway, point is, I like Event Horizon a lot. So if you told me that there was like a definitive cut of that, I would check it out. I don't need definitive cuts of anything Peter Jackson has directed because those movies are long enough already. I remember as a kid, I got all of the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, and then as an adult, I tried to rewatch them. I'm like, nope, three hours is good enough. <laughs> we don't, we do not need this extra hour of content. Um, we got a question here from Finio. What is it, DJ? Uh, and when they were in the chat, obviously Invincible also dropped this week. If you guys want to know my review for the first three episodes of Invincible, that was in last week's episode. Uh, but they were talking about that. And uh, he said, uh, some other talking moments can be, what animated reboots are you excited for and think should or shouldn't happen? I don't have high hopes for the live-action Powerpuff Girls reboot. So, Roxy, you have been open about the fact that you know animation just isn't your preferred medium. You prefer live-action. Are there animated shows that you've heard about or maybe you did watch that you you think would be more appealing to you as live action? And yeah. are you excited for stuff like the live action Powerpuff Girls or the other things where you're like, no, that's okay. <laughs> it's interesting that Powerpuff Girls was mentioned by Finio because I was a big Powerpuff Girls fan growing up. Yeah. I really liked the Powerpuff Girls and 
I was really excited when they announced that there was going to be a live action. When I only heard there's going to be a live action Powerpuff Girls show. <laughs> I thought that show lends itself really well to be live action yeah. because it's three kick butt female superheroes, essentially, uh, that were created and have bizarro villains. But I've seen based on Flash that if we can make Grodd work, then yep. we can make Mojo Jojo work. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's just so there's so much that we could do. And I already like those CW shows. You know that it's not just the CW DC shows. I like Riverdale and I like Vampire Diaries and I like the originals and I like 90210 and I like Gossip Girl. So it just feels right up that alley. It's the same casting director, David Rappaport. And I was I was excited about this announcement. When we heard that what it was actually going to be was three disgruntled <laughs> people who were upset that they were going to be they had been forced to be heroes and now are retired at, in high school or whatever that the premise is I was kind of like oh Mm-hmm. Um, that's not totally what I was hoping for. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that uh, when you've been all, uh, yeah, that's just that's just not doesn't sound exciting to me. That doesn't sound like a fun show. It sounds kind of like a a bummer. Yes, I'm still Agreed. in. A, I'm still in on it, but that specific one stands out to me because I that's one of the shows that I really did like. And and growing up, I really liked. A lot of animated shows. Um, I loved Rugrats and Doug, and I loved Animaniacs, and I loved Dexter's Lab, and I love you know. Yeah. But I I don't know how many of those really translate. I guess Dexter's Lab could do a live action thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, and especially some of the the extra. What was it? It was Major Glory. I don't remember the super. It was their version of the Super Friends, where it's literally superheroes just living together. That would be funny. That could be a funny uh, uh, show to have on on a network. Um, but I agree with you on Powerpuff Girls because it feels like the pitch is like, what if Powerpuff Girls, live action, but none of the things you liked about from the cartoon. It's like, well, then why are we doing this? What, what's happening? Um, I think for me, you, you mentioned Animaniacs. You, you mentioned a lot of great ones that we grew up with. I think you could do a fun Doug show uh, really easily because it's just it's just him hanging out with his friends. Like it's it's literally like a boy meets world, except it was animated at the time. Um, but another one that you mentioned, Animaniacs, that was a part of that. I think it was the Fox Kids block was Freakazoid. Roxy, did you ever watch Freakazoid as a kid? No. So Freakazoid was. Let me look at what that even is. Yeah, Freak- check out Freakazoid because it's it, it was basically Deadpool for kids before Deadpool before Deadpool was that. Um, and so it's it's as kid gets um, superpowers and it's just complete a complete parody of superhero shows and stuff like that. I like any show that has an exclamation point in the title, and yes. I realize I definitely have seen this before because he's got the um, the blue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yep. That. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That would be, I think, it would be a really fun show to revisit. I do know there's a little bit Freakazoid. like he's he's close to um, a Mike Alred character named Madman. Um, so maybe we just need a Madman movie, and that'll scratch that particular itch. But I think the 
finale of Freakazoid is him teaming up with a famous TV woodworker, one of these like this old home guys uh, that my dad used to love those shows. Uh, and so it was just this weird Norm Abrams. I think it was Norm Abrams. Um, and that's the finale of the show. The, literally the last episode of the show is him teaming up with a famous woodworker to stop a bad guy. Uh, and it, it, so it's, it's hilarious. I, I, that one is one that I would like to see more of, but I do like, um, I actually think there's some stuff that really benefit. Like there's an animated show on HBO max that you can watch, uh, called primal. That's incredible. And I think very specifically also from Gendy Tartikovsky, Tartikovsky, who did, um, uh, Dexter's lab and a bunch of those other shows, um, that I think really works with the language of animation. It's, it's kind of why I'm nervous for the avatar show. Cause I think the avatar, the last airbender, um, animated series was so specifically attuned for animation that making live action. It's like, well, that's just yeah, not yeah. good. But is there one for, for of the shows you liked, or maybe of shows that you didn't check out because they were animated? Is there one that if it was live action, you're like, Oh, I'm on board. Now Rugrats is doing live action too, right? I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of any other, like which big ones am I missing? Uh, hey Arnold. Although again, that's I like that a... one too, but how do you have a football head? Yeah. And he couldn't, right? He just couldn't. He would just be a normal kid at that point. But then how are we going to say move it football head? That's a good point. So. So. Yeah. And if we did football head, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that an appealing show? Maybe they call him Babad for a different reason. Oh, that's actually good. That's actually pretty good. Like he gets hit, the first scene, he gets hit yeah, in the head with a football. Okay, yeah. Football head. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Move it, football head. You need somebody it. says that walking by, and then somebody else says, Hey, Arnold. Boom. And then we go into the opening credits. Classic. A Rugrats, I'm not looking forward to. That seems uh strange to me. Um, let's go to this last question from um Danny. Uh, who's also in the chat today. We actually, yeah, he also, um, um, Kayla Marie wants to know if you ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender. I think we know the answer to that question. Yes. Yeah, she did. She watched all, she is as expert of that as much as she is of Gamer. I'm I'm lying. Uh, uh, Danny says, uh, Danny M says, Fan Forced It could not be worse uh, than, uh, they, a director's cut could not be worse than the the main fan four stick movie because the first forty five minutes were not bad. And the first forty five minutes weren't that bad of that movie. Okay, okay. Um. Uh. So, but let's get to this question from Danny. Yeah. Boom! 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 This question that's in gibberish to me. What do movie studios? Oh, no, this is a different one. one. Yeah, we're gonna save that one. I'll tell it's. Uh, I'll tell you about that one later. What do movie studio theaters? Uh, studios, theaters, and streaming services look like in the future. How many days before home release for movies? More simultaneously pre- simultaneous premieres. Obviously, we you know things had got shaken up for COVID, and we're kind of coming out from that. We got news this week that Black Widow is being pushed um, to July. Correct. Yep. Yep. And we'll have a simultaneous Disney Plus theatrical release. Um, I believe it's the same with Cruella, who I think is taking. Um, Black Widow's old spot. May. Yeah. Um, and then um, Shang-Chi was moved to September, but only only in theaters. And uh, Luca was moved to only Disney+. Plus. Yeah, man. Why, are, why is Pixar getting the short end of the stick here? Every, all their movies are like, yeah, you don't need to pay extra. They're just going to Disney+. Plus now. <laughs> I think because their movies do well at home. 
Yeah. But it's also there. Because people have kids and they just want the kids to watch something. So those movies are doing well. But I I also, not to, if you ask me, DJ, would you, if you had to choose, you're going to spend $30 and you have to choose between spending $30 on Raya the Last Dragon or Soul. I'm spending that $30 on Soul. But they didn't ask me to, so I didn't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, I think that. When you have just like five people in your family and you can justify it, yeah. then you shell it out because yeah. that's two and, hours a piece. And maybe the maybe the, the Disney princess movies do better than the Pixar movies. It's just I know the ones that excite me more are the Pixar ones. So I'm yeah. surprised that they're not asking for the premium price for those. But hey, you know what? I shouldn't put that out in the universe. Don't do it. Just give me the Pixar movies. <laughs> give me, give maybe me. they're cheap. How, how much do you think they're just a lot less expensive to make? That can't be, right? I don't think so but yeah. i i'm just trying to think i'm trying to put my why yeah why business cap on well t- take that why business cap and apply it to how we think things are going to be moving forward because i would imagine there's going to be a push for the studios to go back to the way things were mm-hmm. and i which is what like when in in what way do you mean that? So exclusive theatrical release, what was it like a ninety day window before they could be streaming? Whatever that window was before they could be on streaming platforms. Um, I, I just like everything else in a society, I think they're going to be like, let's just keep doing what we were doing, even though I think the genie's out of the bottle on that. So I don't know if it, we're going to. I don't know if same day release in theaters and streaming is going to be the future what are the laws around that still are there laws or is it just like agreements i i thought that there was i don't know i don't know but wasn't there that three month in the student i don't know whether that was like a, a universal um i don't mean pictures i mean universally like understood thing amongst all theaters or whether that was an actual signed, sealed, delivered thing. I don't know. But they were not allowed to. And there was rules around what could be Oscar nominated if yeah. it went here or there. There's just where there were a lot of things around it. I don't know what it is now. Yeah. Well, I don't know what like. And, but that's the thing is, is that going to be, you know, there's there's hesitancy from the establishment to change anything really ever. But yeah. I feel like, again, with all of this, I, I think it depends on right the profitability so if they release black widow at a premium price and in theaters and it makes as much or more money that way they'll keep doing that right i guess so yeah because because money is the is the thing mhm so i don't know in terms of simultaneous premieres i don't think because we took a year off that all of a sudden we're going to get a bunch of premieres on the same date in a way that we didn't used to because production was delayed too. Yeah. So everything just seems to be pushed. Yeah. Does that make sense at all? Mm-hmm. I also think that in order to look in the future and know the answers, we would have to be future seers, which I'm just not. I don't know how this is going to shake out. I don't know how long it's going to be until people feel comfortable going back to theaters or how jammed those theaters are going to be or what the rules and regulations are around that. I don't know what it's going to look like for the people who didn't get vaccinated and what theaters look like. And if, if theaters become major hotspots, which I don't think that they will, and we don't have evidence to support that they will, but we just don't know. So yeah. like, there's just so many things that could change here. I don't know if there's going to be a lot more, what comes out of this, a lot more indie scripts because a lot of people have been writing during this time. And so that we're going to start to see the rise of the indies in the fall of these big budget ones. 
especially because a lot of studios weren't making money off of these movies because this is contingent on them being able to be in theaters and they need to have contingency plans now. I I just think there's so many moving parts. It's hard to be like, the the future teller on this yeah and what's interesting is you know we can assume that like the studios will know the answer but i can't they won't (laughs) they won't they're gonna they're gonna make dumb guesses too they're gonna they're they're gonna try and do things the way things were working and either that will work and people will want that or it won't and they're gonna have to change we do have a question here on the chat from kayla marie um, do these studios have a responsibility to movie theaters? Like, would they stop digital releases so people will still go to theaters? Like, and that's an interesting question because you know, obviously, you think about the logistics of it, but they're they're people that work at theaters and that they rely on that in their job. I don't know. Do you think she means moral, a moral responsibility, or a legal responsibility? I think a moral responsibility. Which I will, when you put it that way, it's like, well, that if you if you're counting on any big business yeah. to, to have behave morally for any reason uh don't uh don't have that expectation um i this is possibly wishful thinking on my part we we um we had dan Merle on the show probably a year ago now um talking about this very thing and i don't think theaters will go away but i wouldn't be surprised if they become more boutique experiences like something like Alamo Draft House, which again is not yeah. too hard for me because I love the Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. Um, and, maybe, and this might be—I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like two weeks after that, uh, after that, I've had my second vaccine. Ooh, boy, I'm going to be looking at some Alamo Draft House tickets. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how I feel. It's you know, uh, uh, it might be early excitement on my part because I haven't even gotten shot number one yet. Um, I I don't know. I do like. There have been. Like specifically Judas and the Black Messiah, um, there have been movies that I've been watching and enjoying, and it's like, man, I wish I was watching this in a theater. You know what I mean? Like Kong versus Godzilla is coming out. It's like, oh man, I wish I could see that in a theater. Mortal Kombat. Um, I so people like me will still exist, but theaters were already. EJ, struggling. you will always exist. That's objectively not true, but uh, thank you. <laughs> um, in spirit. Wherever there's a cranky person out there, I'll be there. Um, anyway, um, you don't know. You I don't know what you don't know what they're gonna create. Uh, yeah, but I I, I don't. I, what do you, like? Do you think theaters are gonna go away, Roxy? I think there's zero chance. No. Of that, I don't know what form they'll be in. I don't know what the what the rules will be i don't know what the regulations are i don't know who's going to own them i don't know any of that but when there is a need for something in society when we not a need a want yeah then business people fill that because they want to make money yes so like there's just no way with the amount of people who like going to the theaters yeah and want to go to the theaters and want to spend their money that way there's no shot that there's no theaters yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I also think like, you know, people still go, granted it's a different experience, but people still go to live concerts even though you can buy the songs on iTunes. You know what I mean? Like there's still at-home experience. There's a difference between the at-home experience and the communal experience. Um, Danny in the chat says like, he got his second shot today. Congrats. Um, we're looking to rent out a theater for Mortal Kombat, uh, vaccinated people only. Um, I wish I lived where you were because I would join. Uh, I'm probably not going to be vaccinated by then. But if I were, I would join you because I'm very excited for that movie. Um, 
I'm it, seeing it tonight. Mortal Kombat? Remember, I told you this. That's Kong versus Godzilla. No, I lied. I lied. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, oh, how far behind am I? Anyway. Um, DJ, yes. what's happening with my brain today? Listen, it's early, and you watched two shows late last night because Disney refuses to release their shows at a, at a so, godly hour. DJ, what you're telling me, just <laughs> breaking news, I just want to make sure, yeah. is that Mortal Kombat and Kong versus Godzilla are two different movies. Yes. Similar mm. premises in that fighting happens. Just so sad because I love both those things so much. Mm-hmm. I'm just so bad. No, I wish I actually I don't know which one of those I would no, I would rather see Mortal Kombat probably, even though I'm really excited about Congress and Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And and again, so it's like there's still there's still experience. And it's not like I said, it's not just the the big shoot 'em up blockbusters. It's like Judas and Black Messiah, I think, would have been real it was a really powerful experience. I think it would have been more powerful in a theater. Um so yeah. anyway, uh um uh, Danny M says you don't want to live in Texas. Uh, LOL. I did for a second, and in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't. Um, you did want to for a second. I, for a second, when we were house shopping out here, and I was thinking about earthquakes and looking at house prices, I was like, "What? Well, Austin's great." Um, and then you know, uh, this year showed me like, eh, maybe I made the right call. Um, anyway, knock on wood, no earthquakes. The big one hasn't happened yet. And now that I've said it, the whole anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, let us know uh, on, you know, find us online. Let us know what you think the future of the movie industry is. Um, this week's question. What is it? Will be, for those that listen on Spotify, ooh, I didn't write it ahead of time. Uh, Roxy, what should the question be? Hmm. Uh, movies okay. or, or anime? Oh, oh, what about this? What about this? What animated show? No, do you want to see turn live action? Do you want to see turn? Perfect. I said it first. You said it first. Roxy's got the options. So mm-hmm. Roxy, if people want more of those options, where can they find you in the uh, internet sphere? You guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer, youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer, youtube.com slash the world girls. Every Wednesday and Sunday in the world girls, I've been going back to everyday live at the Roxy so far. So uh, yeah, most <laughs> of the days I'm there at one. It kind of depends on what life looks like though hey listen you're you're free you did the year you 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 push that rock up the hill i'm so i'm, I'm so genuinely impressed that you were able to accomplish that because i think about Thank two weeks two weeks in i would have been like no nah, i'm good <laughs> that's yeah, i'm good yeah yeah um so go please go check that out please go support that you can find me uh, everywhere that matters at dj talks trash and you can follow the show everywhere it matters at only stupid answers but on twitter you're going to want to yank out the vowels from stupid. There it is. So for more about the show, check all that out. Again, like I said, throughout the episode, if you want to watch the full OSA show, the two-hour show that we do every Friday at 10 a.m. PST, you can do that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Um, I'm also be dropping a short film I, I shot last year on the Patreon. Well, you haven't dropped month. it yet. I haven't dropped it yet. I'm, it's probably going to be Whoa. the end of the month. Um, but on, on my Instagram, I'm posting stills from it, um, uh, uh, introducing the cast in and everything. And that is the, the plan is that that is going to be the first thing in some bigger stuff. I'm going to try and um, put more of the stuff I've been working on and creating on the Patreon. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Uh, thank you for everybody that joined us live. We really appreciate you. See you next time. Bye-bye. Y'all are the realists. Who knows?